Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Hey, welcome to Nerds Podcast number 386. This is episode number 386, uh, not the popular microprocessor produced by Intel starting in the year 1985. This is the 386th episode of our podcast. And I would like to point out that uh, Nerds is going to be involved with YouTube uh, to create what's called Geek Week, which will be August 4th through the 10th. So a bunch of channels have pulled together to create programming that's sort of themed around, you know, celebration of the stuff that we talk about all the time. So it's, you know, Freddie Wong will be involved with it. Um, UFM and UFM My Family will be involved in it. Uh, Stanley's World of Heroes, Geek and Sundry, Machinima. So it's a bunch, a bunch of uh, YouTubers. And uh, again, August 4th through the 10th. Go to youtube.com slash Nerdist or any of the other channels that I mentioned. Um, all in all, they're going to be uh, YouTube's going to be highlighting more than 100 channels. We're going to debut new videos, uh, series collaborations, and, uh, and just make some fun stuff. Just because. Because why not? This episode of Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Carbonite Online Backup. Okay. Let's, a second ago, I mentioned a microprocessor that was created in 1985. They didn't have good backup solutions back then. I mean, the data didn't really take up that much storage space, so you could put everything on a floppy. But now, it is so much more, so much more intense that uh, if you lose your stuff, you're screwed. You don't anymore, you don't have a stack of floppies where you can just stick everything back on. Um, let the cloud be your floppy. Clouds are sort of floppy-ish. Uh, that's where Carbonite comes in. Your stuff is automatically backed up. You can access from anywhere you have access to a computer. And then if your computer uh, eats itself, then you can totally get everything back um, at a moment's notice. Plans start at $59 a year. It's your better backup plan for home and small businesses. Carbonite. Start a free trial today at Carbonite.com with the offer code NERDIST and get two bonus months with a purchase. That's Carbonite.com. Use the offer code NERDIST. And now, this episode, we just left Comic-Con. We're, we're all kind of wiped out, beaten up in the best way possible. Comic-Con was incredible. We're now in Montreal. Uh, we're doing a podcast tonight. We did some other stand-up shows here. So uh, I called the sister wives up to the hotel room, and, and we just banged one out. So here you go, Nerds Podcast, episode number 386, Hostful Goodness in Quebec. Merci. Now entering... Nerdist.com
speak up. So we have to yell. How you do I? Yell the podcast. See you, Every Saturday night, I would go. Oh, really? Did you, would you dress up as? Oh yeah. Oh well, you don't really dress up as characters. Like the newbies would dress up as characters. Cause uh, well, let's go down to the Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. But we would just dress up in lingerie. Oh, nice, nice. Like Sixteen years old. Uh, one of my sense. favorite Simpsons jokes is uh, was the J is the critic Simpsons crossover. Uh, and like there's like a oh, film festival yeah. and then Dr. Hibbert walks up as uh, yeah, he's like oh I thought this was the Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> I love that ha ha we are recording uh, I'm gonna go away now I'm gonna go play yeah. you're gonna go play oh, Animal Crossing okay. I have nothing left to do in it it's a very big day for Chloe cause the crocodile who was uh, that dick is finally moving out of my town so I can build a bridge they won't let you build a bridge if there's a resident too close to the riverbank, and so she had she was a dick to this one resident for the longest time, who did nothing but assault her with nice, niceness, and then finally he decided to move. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad it worked out. Yeah. Here's uh, a weird thing. What? So. It'd be really funny if you just showed us a dick on your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, oh there it was. <laughs> oh, there it is. A giant dick on your back. Yeah. Why is it erect? Because yeah. <laughs> well, we're looking at it. Yeah. The, the dark dick word. What are we. <laughs> Someone would have to know the dark backward to get that. Yeah, but I know you did, and that was the joke was for you. No, but I have to open up and include everyone. No, I know, but like. So the dark backward was a movie from the early 90s starring Judd Nelson. We've talked about it before. Bill Paxson, Judd Nelson. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's really weird. I've seen it. Yeah. I'm included in that joke. Maybe you didn't laugh, though. Bill Paxton. Was it because of something I said? Brian yes. Walton, who's our uh, editor, w- had some, like, hung out with Bill Paxton at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. And then when I was doing the Edge of Tomorrow panel, Bill Paxton happened to be in the crowd. And so we called him up. And Tom Cruise is probably the only person that could get away with going. He was, he was like, do Chet. I make him do this every time. Do Chet. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, no. Nah. And he was like, no, come on, do it. And then so finally Bill Paxton goes, he looks at the crowd at Hall H and he goes, how about a nice greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray? And I was so delighted Jeez. by the experience. I was like, you're the only person that can order Bill Paxton. Yeah. Literally the only person who could order Bill Paxton to That's do rad. Chet. Well, James so, Cameron probably could. James Cameron probably could, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Do Chet. Do Chet. Do I make Chet. him do this all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the... Oh, God, he had that great line in... Um, in uh, was it Near Dark? There's just like one line. or just It's like, you know... Because he just has great lines in every movie. Like, game over, game fucking over, shit like that. But anyway, so uh, there's a thing called Sim Simmy. And it's just this weird automated app thing, and someone put in. You just ask this robot questions, and it's like I kind of, I guess, crowdsourced um, somehow. And the person put in Nerdist, and then the 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 robot responds with, "Yes, I do." Chris Hardwick is super funny. Remember to enjoy your burrito. And then the person puts in Jonah Ray, and then what? And then the robot says, "Lies about committing suicide and cheats on girls. He is a jerk and don't talk to him." <laughs> What? Oh, I did. That was me. That yeah. was me. Oh my god, that's right. Well, first of all, I'm sorry that the robot said horrible things about you. It was just weird. Because then I was like, what the, what's the fucking Sim Simmy? And so I downloaded it. <laughs> and you put in Matt Meyer and it goes, who? No, you're trying to... Are you trying to... Are you trying to... Uh, Rear load it with correct information about yourself, or I don't know. I don't know how it works. 
Oh, You've yeah. just typed Jonah Ray is awesome and doesn't cheat on anyone a hundred yeah, times. Yeah, a hundred times. Just try to, try to so, tip in your favor. Uh, Matt Myra? She sounds sweet. Well, Chloe noticed this. There's a fucking, essentially a Yelp for dating that people go on and and basically rate someone that they've gone out with by uh, name. Like, geez. mention them by name and and talk shit about them. And the fucked up part is that it's like that. Like, well, there's no quality control, really. I yeah. Mean, Yes, I understand that we should be able to say whatever we want, but at the same time, is that okay to basically have like a libel machine or yeah, a, a slander machine? And there is a thing saying this is for adults and this is just for play. There's like, yeah. we the company do not have any of this information. Yeah. This is just a thing that is sourced. Chris Hardwick, a sexy mama. Jonah Ray. Jonah Ray. Do you have to prime it with like asking Nerdist first before mm-hmm. it gives up that? You're basically texting. He a robot. kills the runway and book them bitches. So it's real. You know, it's really honest. <laughs> you, uh, type please, it in please, says. please make that your next album title. Ah. He kills the runway <laughs> and book, book them bitches. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to do it. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, when I put out my rap album, you kill the runway and book them and book bitches. Them bitches. You kind of have to do it now. Yeah. Enjoy your. Burrito. Send. What do we get? Nothing. Nothing, tra la la. California burrito. Happy face. Mmm. Big happy face. Yeah, well. Just means avocado, right? Oh, man. Anything California? Anything California puts some avocado, avocado. avocado. How are you guys feeling? I, I feel. I, I feel. I felt like the jet lag of a hundred jets <laughs> yesterday. We went straight from San Diego Comic Con to Montreal for just for laughs. When did you leave? Uh, Monday. So Comic Con ended Sunday. I did um, Rogue Wave. I did the yeah. I did the Rogue Wave pie. Yeah. So Sunday was a Breaking Bad panel uh, where I announced that I'm going to be hosting Talking Bad. Hey, we're yeah, talking about it. Finally, talk about it. We let, we lose that joke of jumping around it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still pretend. If you yeah. Want. And uh, I was very careful to try to tell people, you know, at the panel, I know that it's totally a different show than Walking Dead. I know that I get very excitable on Walking Dead. I'm not going to be popping up on commercials during Breaking Bad. Yeah, and be like, yeah. hey, the hashtag uh, is... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Hank really got a deal on this one. <laughs> so, you That know, kid talks weird. So, I, uh, you know, the show's uh, heavier. And, you know, we want to give it to... It's a fucking bummer that it's going away, but... You know, we want to try to give people a little behind-the-scenes retrospective of the show overall. Yeah. Um, and try to send it off as respectfully as possible, so... You know, it's going to be the worst two months of my life. Why? Just the amount of stress I'm going to incur from just, like, waiting week to week to just watch like these episodes. Just, like, what crazy, horrible things are going to end up yeah. happening? It's not going to be good. Like, nothing... <laughs> there's not going to be a fucking, like, thing where you're like, and then everything worked out. Do you think the last eight episodes would be, like, Matt Myers' trip to Orlando, where they just go to Orlando, and one episode they just go to Epcot, and another episode yeah. they just go... <laughs> it's like they're just rebuilding their family. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Whole episodes of Epcot in that series. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite. Well, um, so that, and then did the community panel, which was super fun. Cool. Um, and... Uh, Oh fucking! Uh, the, the, Joel was shooting a movie, so he couldn't be at the community panel. He he tried, and they wouldn't let him out. So he, re- he pre-recorded this thing to intro me, where he said, uh, "Your moderator is uh, 
an above average bowler who couldn't make web soup work. Here's Chris <laughs> I laughed so hard, I emailed him and I was like, that was the fucking funniest thing ever. And he goes, you know, Sony was a little, they were worried that you might be offended by it. I'm like, I don't give a shit. This is hilarious. Uh, and then, yeah, I went and podcast Rogue Wave, who was, they, Zach and Pat were fucking fantastic so cool. so that'll uh, and we get to record their sound check and yeah. I uh, I drove Sunday morning at Comic Con drove up back home um, washed the clothes I had worn during Comic Con repacked them ate food and then went to the airport for a red eye Sunday night to land Monday morning in Montreal where the customs lady told me I needed to go to immigration where I sat for about an hour and then when I got up to the thing the guy's like you don't need to be here <laughs> I get in. I, I try to take a nap. I can't, and then I have two shows. I had two shows Monday night that I just like just bombed. Really? Yeah, just like, bombed them. And, we had a great set on our. Um, we taped the. I posted this. I hosted the, the basically a sampler platter of comics from the festival mm-hmm. for Canadian television. You had a great set on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're good jokes. They've worked before. <laughs> like, you know. But if you're gonna bomb, at least it's not on television. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was just like the ladies from the festival, were just like, are these new jokes? Why? Why is it so sloppy? Oh no! And I was just like, you can God, just don't worry about it. It's gonna be fine. Montreal can be a little tricky sometimes. For you know, if if. It could just be a little tricky, particularly for Americans, but something that Chloe and I have noticed is that we were having trouble places where if we'd ask for an English menu or they would speak in French and then Chloe would go, uh, oh, I don't, I don't speak French, they would get, like, they would be put off. More so than if you were in France. But here's the thing. It's our, um, the festival, like the guy who drove us to the show last night, we were talking to him about it. And he was like, no, no, no. And this would never have occurred to us. He said, you have to specify that you're a tourist. Because if you don't, oh, you then they like take it as—it's yeah—they take it as that you're a resident of Montreal and French is not your first language, and they look down on it. This is what we were told. Yeah. yeah. So ju- just specify. Don't say like, "Hey, I don't speak French." You know, yeah. it has to be like, "I'm not from here," and then they, then they're like, "Okay." Oh, then they're not. I just pull out my billfold with American money on top. And then they seem cool with whatever I say. A lot of yeah, a lot yeah. of hundies. Matt, anytime, five dollars. Anytime five he wants, he always wants to pull out his money. What did you What did you well, say? I only interact with people. Well, was, I can't remember where I was talking to you, but basically they said money. that people from Montreal hate everybody except for people from Montreal. Um, yeah, one of the uh, one of the volunteers at the festival who lives in Montreal told me that last year, uh, or the last time I was here. Because I said I flew in from Toronto, and she was like, oh, don't tell anyone that. And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking very, about? It's very xenophobic here. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're just so, you know, I was, I was talking to these Canadian guys, uh, these comics that were just like, you know, if you want to just speak French, French-Canadian, and, you know, make your way in that scene, there's, like, guys that are celebrities, there are people that are huge, that, like, are specifically for the 8 million French-speaking Canadians in Montreal, like, that's, and they make a living off of that. Well, sure. And there's nothing wrong. Right. I mean, like, but like, it's like you know. Then there's, and then there's like they talk about those guys that try to cross over to, like, uh, you know, you know, national Canadian TV yeah. and movies, and it doesn't always work. It doesn't. The sensibility yeah. is just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. When did you? When did you get it? Uh, I got in last night. I left Comic Con very late. I actually was there for the closing of the floor. So it was uh, a sad time. until five p.m. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was such a sad time, yeah. and. Uh, Drove home. Took about three hours to get home. That's actually not as bad as I would have expected. What did you take? Oh, I just went, I went way out. I just, like, the Volvo told me to avoid the traffic and just 
Yeah, it took you 15, right? Nah, maybe. Like the 8, the 8 to something to something. Like the 15 to the 210 or something like that? Yeah, 15 to the 60. I don't think I hit the 210. <laughs> the 60. The God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Well, we spend most of our time in our cars. That's why we fucking all talk now, that here's, way. Here's the thing. Talk to anyone that lives in the fucking city of New York, and they spend as much time talking about different train routes and fucking how the buses suck. It's the same amount of fucking That's people. That's true. That, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's public transport. So it was a good... A easier. It was a good Comic-Con. We, uh... I, I, it was, it's kind of a blur. It was four straight days of... Because Course of the Force ended, and then Comic-Con started, and it was... It, it, it just... It started, like, in the morning on Thursday, and then just did not stop until Sunday night. Well, it started with me. I had two shows Wednesday night. And it just, Where were your shows? Uh, the American Comedy Club, or Club, is that what it's called? I don't know. It's on 6th, Gas Lamp. It was fun with Doug Benson and then oh nice Posehn was on the uh, second show and those were great and then the you know yeah and then it started in the morning with the shooting of the State Farm things and then the podcast and then I had a panel at night we did some we had some fun let's see we got uh, we podcast uh, George R R Martin mm-hmm. uh, we podcast Metallica yeah we, we did. podcast uh, Matt Smith at the Balboa Theater which was that show was so. I thought it was going to be hard to achieve the level, the Barrowman level from last year, but I really thought the the Balboa show was it was a blast. Was up there. Yeah. Matt, Matt was Matt Smith was so sweet and gracious, and you know would sign stuff and let people come up on stage and take pictures, and not in a oh all right kind of a way. Like he was, he seemed genuinely excited and kind of moved that this is the last year that he would be appearing there as as the Doctor. When yeah. I listened to that, I wasn't as drunk as Chris makes it seem like I was. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah? Everybody I met on the floor. No, he wasn't that drunk. Like, at first, uh, but then I noticed, yeah, all those beers were, like, just full. He yeah. was just he was just feeling the fucking crowd. He was just feeling the vibe. On the floor, people that would stop me on the floor on Sunday were like, you weren't that drunk. And I was like, I know. Aww. How'd that make you feel? Uh, that I wasn't that drunk? Or that vindicated they that they know. I was, well, I was like, at least they know that Chris lies. Sometimes. But you were very, ex- you, but you were an excitable Matt. And form and excitable Matt is usually a result of drunk Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's totally that true. true. You weren't drunk. Well, you were buzzed. Yeah, but you were buzzed. Yeah, yeah. You're you're really well. the table with the mic. I'm not gonna kick it. I know. I just did the sound of the the vibration. Just can you kick it to the situation? But can you can yes. you kick yep. it? Yep. So we can. Oh. No, that wasn't. That was a reference to it. So. Um. Uh. So that's why I thought you were drunk. I thought you were drunk because you were very excitable. Because killing. Night. He, he was killing, and uh, I think he was just, he was drunk, maybe you were drunk off the energy of the crowd. I'll try not to do that next time. So no, no. Guys, I'll try not to bring energy and jokes. Oh. <laughs> Last night I was, like, talking to Todd, you know, one of our manager guys, and, like, uh, I said, I was like, Matt was, like, killing me. It's been really, it was really, really funny in the podcast, and, like, uh, and then Matt said, yeah, I wonder if people can realize I'm the funniest guy in the podcast. Yeah. And then I said, I take back all the statements I just said. <laughs> Something I don't like about cocking it. They're really dry. That's why I never really uh, I've been hanging around Pete Holmes too much. There you go. Ah, laser! <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we also podcast Harrison Ford, which... What? What? I wasn't going to mention it. Why? Because... Well, no, listen. I, I just... Harrison was great. I, I, I feel like it's the only... I actually don't even really remember the podcast too much. I, I never get nervous around people. And it was the probably the one time out of all the podcasts we've done that I just I was overtaken with fan fear yeah. inside because we were in a, a hotel room pretty much like this, just 
he was as close to us as we all are to each other right now. Yeah. And there's just something, you know, no matter how prepped you think you're going to be, there are a couple of people in the world, I think maybe Steve Martin would probably be the other one, where it's yeah. just there's something about them that on a molecular level they are so ingrained to you as these iconic people that no matter how much I tried to calm down, I could not... I felt like I, I felt like I didn't do a great job of, exp- of of being articulate. Like I just couldn't, and then and then I became afraid of him, which you should never do when you're when you're have someone. Yeah. Because you just. But can't. it was hard not to be. He's a very yeah. intimidating guy. And uh, but I but you know overall the experience was was really fun. But I just I was I haven't listened to it back yet. But all I remember is me just inside feeling like <gasps> like I just felt like the whole time I was trying to just breathe and be calm. I mean he's yeah. fucking. It's you, a guy like that. You don't. We just don't think of him as human because of what he's meant to us in in the films and our culture and what yeah. we grew up with. And you know, it's Indy and Han and and Richard Kimball and just all yeah. these. And so when and you, regarding Henry, that was his name <laughs> in it, right? That's right. And so when you know when that when that person is in front of you and you're like, oh, that's a living, breathing human being. There's just something that. Uh, you know, but I thought he was, you know, he was, he was gracious about it. Um, uh, I, I was a little afraid to talk about Star Wars. It seemed like he didn't really want to talk. Yeah, and sure he didn't. He and didn't, we, we didn't, didn't so. we didn't really talk about it much. It's because, he, but, and then I could see, you know, we did the panel. Part of the reason we, we did the panel for, um, for Ender's Game and he was on it. And the majority of the questions were people getting up to the microphone and going, oh, this is question for Harrison Ford. If Han Solo met Indiana Jones, what would he say? And then he was like, uh, hello? <laughs> he sort of he sort of plays up this like uh grumpy old man character. Yeah. But uh anyway. That was, it was great. It was it was, I, I, I was really stoked to see it. Um, look for that in September. Metallic was great. Got to meet got to meet James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett, and that was a dream come true. You totally hit it off. You and Kirk Hammett yeah. talked about Hawaii. I did. He was very excited. He showed me his Hawaii license, uh, driver's license and everything. Oh yeah. Because uh, he, he was living for like eight years, he said, in a town that was like right next to my town. It was Hawaii Manala. So it was very exciting to talk to him about Hawaii stuff. I thought they were particularly great. Like, yeah, and I heard really, from multiple really good people, dudes. From multiple people afterwards. Uh, like that guy that was there shooting. Yeah. Like he was like, he was like, like, James has never had that much fun before in an interview. So it was great. Well, Here's the crazy thing. Uh, when like he, James Heffo goes, uh, so we're just going to be like, like sitting down at this table and Matt goes yeah and then uh, <laughs> James goes yeah yeah <laughs> but suddenly it not so, much no it just, was uh, the best thing in the world is this the we're sitting at yeah 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 and then uh, me and Matt just went <laughs> <laughs> again that's the thing is that you it, it's it's so ingrained in you and it's carved so many pathways in your personality that when you hear it in person, it just, it's, you're conditioned. It's a conditioned response and you can't help but be like, oh fuck, like yeah. you don't know if you should, it's, you, you know, I, I, I now understand what it feels like to be a poodle when its owner comes home and it's just like, I don't know where to go, I don't know where to go. It's just like that, except do I run, do I jump on him, do I fucking yeah, yeah. flip around in circles, don't, do I drag my ass pee. in the carpet, you yeah. just pee. Oh, pee. Yeah. Like it's, that, that's sort of the feeling, it's trying to, it's trying to contain that excitement yeah. and still be able to, you know, to, to have a conversation. So, uh, you know, we did it, you know, we, we, we did our, we did our best at Comic-Con. We are, it, it's, we're sort of getting to this place now where we're, 
we're interacting with people that are, you know, that really like iconic people that meant everything to us when we were growing up. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's like been, I said, it's I never been a journey. It's been a real journey, you guys. Um, that's why this is the last episode. I think about that all the time. Like, like what if we just like ended the podcast, like just said, all right. And, and that's all we, and that's all we did. That's all, that's all she wrote. And then like, would it, be known as like just a fucking gaff in our careers and lives, or would it be just like, oh, they just stepped away at the top of their game? <laughs> you know, I think um, we'll see what happens in October when this guy starts working all the time. <laughs> there, no, but I, there's going to be plenty of time for podcasts. When? Night. No, no, daytime. Daytime. We'll have plenty just of time. Hour, like during his lunch break, he doesn't need to eat. Yeah, I don't need to eat. <laughs> There's going to be plenty of time to do podcasts in the fall, for sure. Oh, we probably just do it at the offices for uh, yeah for show. for that midnight show. Yeah, what uh, is that going to be? Is that going to be Hollywood sign? Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know where we're shooting that yet. I don't know where we're shooting that yet. But no, the, 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 I will always make time for the podcast as long as you guys still want to do. As long as you guys, these guys, guys, take that hat off. Take that hat yeah. off. Yeah. Now that we put it sideways. As long as you yeah. guys want yeah. to do the podcast, I'm still going to do the podcast. Now you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this fucking guy. All right, I got one slice of pizza. You got one slice. You got a plain slice. Plain pizza. Um, I don't know. I I kind of feel like uh, if if we if we did just try to do that. I feel like after a couple months, you'd regret it. You're like, oh, yeah. no. I mean, you have to understand that the podcast is largely responsible for most of the cool things that we've gotten to do. Oh, all yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. First, everything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. How would you spell that? How would you spell yeah, yeah? Oh, well, uh, I texted it to yeah. Matt. So uh, it was uh, Y-E-A-H. Uh, shit. I got to read. How did I do it? Yay. It's like, was it A-H-U-H? There's got to be another Y in there somewhere. It's a yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Y-E-A-Y-A-Y. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I texted it to Matt. Like Yahweh? It's almost... Hey, Chloe. Yahweh or the highway? Hey, right? Fucking 10-year-old joke from Jonah Ray. It's got to be Y-E-A-Y-A-H. Yeah, 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 Um, okay, hold on, hold on, it's gotta be around here somewhere, um, how are you guys feeling, by the way, what do you mean, well, you both, we, you, you started working with Tom, the guy that I was, yeah, fitness training with for, yeah, the ghost wrote your book, yeah, for like the ace, he didn't ghost write the book, <laughs> he ghost wrote the whip, <laughs> what are you talking about, it's all very Tom-centric, you All of his methods. You guys share. You guys share a similar thinking pattern. I didn't mean anything by it. Well, we've been we've been working together for eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like, you know, weekly for eight years. I, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the philosophy that I have about, um, you know, if there's any sort of positive philosophy that I have, a lot of it comes right. from so those, those sessions with Tom and sort of because they're kind of half therapy sessions too. So there is like because Tom, he's a guy that loves to. He loves being a teacher, uh, and he's a good one. And he's, so he's a shaman. He's a shaman, and so uh, I think he's great. He's my own personal Jesus. What? Yeah. Feeling alone. Y e a h y u h. Yeah yeah yeah. No space. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah 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 yeah. No, I love I love it. I love it. 
I really do. I genuinely enjoy working out with him. Yeah, stop going to therapy. You what? Stop going to therapy. It is like going to therapy. Yeah, but I stopped going to normal. Oh, you stopped therapy. going to everything just time. I'm just doing it with time. It's great. Look, but I was just talking to Matt about this. There's been a couple times that after I work out, happened today, after I work out, I get severely depressed. Oh, really? It's like the opposite of what's supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like today, I just like I was done working. I was feeling pretty good. I was working out and like I got ready. And the nurse was like, no, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> Did you go back to sleep? No, I had to go and meet this guy and walk over here. Aww. But I made a pro-me decision and it worked out when I could. Couldn't do a lot. Did what I could. You checked the box. Checked the box. Yeah, no, I had a great, I had a good workout in my hotel room this morning. I went for a nice little jog around Montreal. One of those first, one of the first days when Matt threw up. It was the first day. It I was. Had, uh, I had, I walked to the gym. It's not far from my house. It's about a mile and a half from my house. So I walked in the morning, and on the way I stopped off, because Kiki, Kiki trains at that same gym, so sometimes I would walk with her to the gym. She was going, like, at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'd walk with her. And we'd always stop at uh, Starbucks, and, you know, she'd get, like, a giant iced Americano, and I would get one, too, and then we'd walk, and then she'd go in and train, and then I would just go walk back home. And uh, my brain just went with that pattern of, like, it's my first day working out at that gym. I'm going to drink a giant iced Americana before I go to this gym because that's what my brain is trained to do. So I drank it, and then I got there, and then uh, that's all I threw up. When I, when I uh, towards the end of the workout, I was like, hang on a second, and then I just went in, vomited. And oh, was that must look so weird. It was just coffee that came out of me. So just, like, it's blackness pouring out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's coffee. Yeah, but it was just oh, coffee. Oh, no, I know, but, like... Mentally, you should it's, never oh, drink no. coffee right before you I mean, go work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. And, and I, now I know that. And uh, live and learn, right, guys? Uh, I live threw and love. I live and love. And I threw it up, and then I immediately just went back out and was like, "Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's work out some more. Let's get right back on the horse." Another coffee. Another coffee. Another coffee. That's that's That happens a lot. When I was playing football in high school, like during those like two a days and stuff like that, everybody would just end up vomiting from working out so hard. Yeah, it was. It's really great for the kids. Yeah. Don't work out until you vomit. <laughs> but uh, I feel good. I like I like I working it. out. It feels good. I like it. Feels good, man. Yeah, I'm getting smaller, yeah. getting more toned. So I told uh, Tom that uh, our goal is to get me down to 210 by next year. So well, apparently, I'm, you're I'm freakishly like, strong. I am. Yeah. Who said that? Tom said that. <laughs> <laughs> because um, he has me do these walkouts. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, and he says, he said, Matt can do a lot of them, and he, and you're pushing a lot of yeah, weight yeah, yeah. when you're doing that. And I am for yeah. Kiki says the same thing that I'm like I'm like uh, you know Lenny with the mice. Yeah, well, of course, no, because you like <laughs> I'm a big you, guy. You've yeah, been yeah. dragging around. You've yeah. had to like you know we all have the same amount of gravity pushing down right. on us. So when you're a bigger guy, you, your muscles develop to yeah. But I'm not one know. of those like gravity pulls down. <laughs> That like a Chris Hardwick line I did, <laughs> but there you know, <laughs> there's like uh, there's a couple kinds of fat guys out there, and uh, <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> I uh, what are the kinds? Well, you're a guy that used to play football, so yeah, 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 it's yeah. There. So there's some muscle mass there. I, well, I'm I'm fortunate in that I'm like I'm evenly distributed as far as my fat goes, like. You know, my body is evenly distributed as far as how where the fat, like you know, because there's guys that are like pear shaped that are like have these, yeah. yeah. They basically just look like a, they basically just look like a skinny guy that just has like a garbage yeah. And they're bag. like fat guys with cankles, and I, I don't have that. I got nice calves. Thanks, guys, for checking them out. Nice. Um, but you know, it's not. Uh, 
Don't look at me weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, fortunate in that sense, and I'm and I'm and I am very strong. I can uh, I can outbench any of you if you want to try. Yeah, yeah. he's also the funniest guy on the podcast. I'm he's sure. the funniest sure guy on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He can outbench us. He can out he can out joke bench us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, How much you joke bench? <laughs> Probably like twenty LPMs <laughs> left per minute, <laughs> and and and, and uh, to go back to what Jonas said, I said I'm the funniest guy on the on the panel, which is different from being the funniest guy on the podcast. You didn't say panel. I did say panel. You were, or no, out of the three of us, I think you said you sound the funniest one. No. Well, either way, it's not such a man. It's different. I'm just I'm listen. Just I went jokes. on the AV club and agreed with them uh, that listen, I was. The I, don't, I don't. Mind. I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be the friendly traffic cop that just kind of tries to keep everything moving forward no I went on the uh, joined the AV club uh, message boards finally why would you do that uh, I just got wanna, really annoyed do you want to know no I don't want to know it has nothing to do with you yeah I don't want to know I got really annoyed with them and I finally just went on there and just no don't we've given I just started answering their attentions. questions their ridiculous questions we've yeah, given them enough them. attention yeah look at the, I got screen grabs he was giving me <laughs> well he asked for them so I gave them to him yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah I just went on there I was like hey this is this. This is why this. This is why that. Sorry if you don't like me. Well, I also like to do the dealer hands. I liked how you uh, like they were going. It's like you know, guys like Jesse Thorne and Matt Meyer. I was like, I can like that's a great guy to be compared to. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I don't yeah. know what they're fucking thinking. The guy has a, like his own little fucking huge business. Yeah, He's living uh, up and down they, stuff. they just the internet will never let me forget that I worked on an Apple Store. Like they will never, never, never let me forget that. Oh, that you I, know, like I that I just came from an Apple Store. You I'm know, like every, and I, I actually went on there and I was like, yeah, I used to work at an Apple Store, and then I listed every job I ever had from the time I was 15 years old. Yeah, and I was like, those are all the places I used to work. So no, but you know, when people attack, they're gonna look for anything that they think might be a. We- I mean, it's essentially. It's like a virus. They're just trying to attack. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a it's like an interpersonal virus where they're just looking for any potential weak spot. It's it's it, like yeah. That, but I think they would have the internet would have respected me more had I been unemployed when I started doing the podcast. Or you know, no, then they would have attacked you, or maybe maybe they would have attacked you for that. No, they still they 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 do the same thing to me. They say like uh, it's like uh, yeah. The only reason you got a half hour is because you're riding on Chris's coattails. Was like oh, or was it ten years of doing stand up? Yeah. yeah. Also, I don't wear uh, coats with tails on them anymore. I mean, that's very nineteen thirties. You're, right. well, You're riding on Chris's fucking Doctor Razor Biscard. scooter. <laughs> Doctor Tom Baker scooter. Yeah. <laughs> which is totally not. Which is totally not true. Yeah. Because the the business just doesn't. It just doesn't work that way. Like no one would do me a favor by putting you, letting you represent their thing in some way. You earned everything you have on your own. Yeah. And also being funny on this podcast, you know. Yeah, that's a lot. I think I think you guys are funnier than I am on this podcast. I'm, that, well, I'm, you have to direct traffic. I'm a friendly yeah. traffic yes, cop. I, I just check out. Where are you now? Right now? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm in SNL. Uh, <laughs> are you on SNL? I was thinking about Deep Thoughts. What season? <laughs> I got uh, Jack Handy's new book, The Stench of Honolulu. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. It's like it's like as if the, the Deep Thoughts guy is like the star of a book. And so really? it's, just, it's so fucking ridiculous and so funny. And it's just that it's like the whole thing is like a one long, huge deep thought. It's great. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. If you guys need me to go on the boards for you, let me know. Are you still talking about that? I have mine. I have have an account now. I was actually pleasantly surprised that when they announced Talking Bad, that it was... I thought it was going to be an avalanche of fuck you, you douchebag. You know? 
you're going to ruin Breaking Bad, which is you don't have to watch it. You don't have to watch the actor show. But it was a good response. I was actually pleasantly surprised. (laughs) I don't mind. I was pleasantly surprised. Well, I just don't want to, you know, as a fan of stuff, the last thing I want to do is bum out other fans of a thing. You don't want to be the fucking turd in the punch bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and so I was actually pretty, I'm actually pretty pleasantly surprised with that. I have not been as irritated by the internet lately. I don't know. I feel, I feel pretty good about it, actually. Are you? Dare I say growing up? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> booger. Come here, booger on your own. But I just, you know, there's just no, I mean, at a certain point you're like, well... If you dwell on all this shit, it's just going to take up energy that you have when you... I just don't have time, you know? The, we're, we're gearing up for the Comedy Central show. We're going to be doing more live shows in L.A. in August and September at Meltdown. and a lot to, of fun. To it's practice for that. It's a fun show. I had a blast. I had so much fun. You I were great on it. Won. You fu- You won. You fucking won. It's such, it's such a fun show that uh, I really... You know, I, I hope that... Uh, it's such a fun show to do. I hope it's as fun to watch as it is to do. So we'll, you know, we'll you see. You like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as a live show, it's, you know, it's... There's a, yeah, there's another dynamic, I guess. Yeah, I mean, to do to do the show live is, is really fun, you know, mm-hmm. so hopefully we can translate it to television, but it's been a blast. But Montreal's nice. It's, like, weirdly cold here. Dude, it's a Monday. What's Perfect up with world. the Yannis, guys? What's up with the Yannis is that we still... Like, last night was the first night that I've actually slept all night. Yeah. For I, since I don't even remember, we and we still were on West Coast time, so we fell asleep at you know three in the morning. Yeah, me too. And woke up at eleven, which is crazy. Isn't it nice waking up naturally when you just kind of yeah, like wake up and you don't have to go? Eh, oh, shit! Oh, just it's nine more minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is sort of a yeah. weird feeling, but the unsettling part about it is that I've been in. Usually I'm in work mode, but I've been in hyper work mode lately, um, and so it's sort of hard to. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. I I'm constantly all day today. Chloe and I were walking around old Montreal. I constantly felt like, oh, but I have to do that. Oh no, I don't. Oh, but I'm supposed to. Oh no, I'm okay. Yeah. Conference calls and stuff. I still had a couple conference calls today. It's really horrible for it's really horrible for her when I'm in work mode because I don't have the I'm sorry I don't have the ability to focus on more than one thing at once. So yeah. she'll say she'll say something and I'll be like yeah 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 yeah. And so it's very I I've got to get better about um, being about uh, being available. a human being yeah yeah, yeah. and no, not being just a fucking work robot all the time yeah when you know when I was on the soup and we were doing like a lot of stuff for the show and the podcast and stuff like that like and like I was you know doing a lot of stand up it was so hard to like break from it and be available like emotionally to Deanna. you know because I like because it just sucks because you're in your head and you're kind of thinking of stuff and you know you forget to just be like hey how was your day. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that I think that I think that uh, I think women are much better multitaskers, and I think guys are just too much like I'm in this mode. Yeah. I don't know how to break out of this mode now. Yeah, yeah I get when I ask Kiki how her day was, she goes, "You don't care." Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I swear to God, I do. I'm so glad that you didn't go. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to be like, "Yeah, you're yeah, right. you're right." I'm going to go play this guitar. Yeah. Oh, or yeah, I always play this. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're just dicks. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I am. Yeah. Sure. I don't know if yeah. I, I don't know if, I mean, I, it's not fair for me to speak for all guys and say that, it, that we're all singularly focused and it's very difficult for us, but let's just say just that is my experience as me and that seems to be your guys' yeah. experience yeah. Well, I, You know, for me, the, I think the, the three parts that comprise a guy is that they're uh, mean, uh, they're dumb, and they're gross. <laughs> Those are the three aspects of any guy. Check, check, check. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's some, like they're they're dumb sometimes, and so they forget not to be something they might say is mean, and then like then they fart, and then it's just like you know. Yeah, yeah. So mean and smelly. Yeah, and because a guy just smells, it just happens. Yeah. yeah, you can do a lot of stuff to stop it, but if you're just left with your essence for a bit, you'll start to like. It's like I'm sure if like we were in here for a bit, the three of us, and then Chloe went out to go like get oh, and came. Back in. You walk back in, you'd be like, it. "Smells like guy in here." Yep, probably. So she'd be really turned on, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Just like the locker room scene of Porky's. <laughs> just the opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that. I don't know why that is. I think it's just it's it's once you sort of once you sort of zero in on a task. It's just that sort of hyper focusing, and that uh, that we don't we don't move like segways. We move like fucking se- like eighteen wheelers, where it's like, oh, now I kind of got to back out of this loading yeah. dock. Beep, beep. Like it takes time to back up. You can't just yeah left and right turns really fast emotionally. You're just like tearing yourself out of stuff. Yeah. I got to get better about that. It's you know I'll get better about it. Yeah. I believe you. It does seem like you're doing better. You do seem more of a human being than you have for the past year. <laughs> I was talking to Matt about that yeah. recently. I was yeah. like, I was like, this yeah. doesn't seem like Chris is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess there was a period where I just wasn't there a lot because my brain was pulled in like ten different directions, and so most of the time I was just in this sort of weird thought matrix of trying to tighten the screws on a bunch of different things at once, but. Yeah. What's been helpful with that is that we have such an amazing staff at Nerdist who are all really good at their jobs. Yeah. And so I don't feel like I have to do everything, which is a really weird... It's an interesting... You know, when you start a thing, you can kind of go two ways with it. You can do the... I think a lot of us, when we start out, uh, get very maverick. It happens in stand-up, too, where a lot of young stand-ups I hear go... I'm never going to do the same joke two weeks in a row. I'm yeah. like, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, and then with with starting a thing, then you kind of go like, I'm going to do everything because I just have to do everything. Yeah. I want to be the one to do everything, whether or not it's a, you don't trust anyone else to do their job or you kind of want to be the hero or whatever it is. I don't know. Or you want the challenge. And then what you have to learn along the way is like, there are things I'm not good at. There are things that other people are much better at. I need to recognize what I'm good at. Let other people do the things that they're good at. Trust them. Work together as a team. Try not to micromanage people. Just trust in the system, you know. Trust in the yeah. sort of holistic bubble that you, you, you know. And so it uh, it's been a lot more relaxed. And now that now that Comic Con's done, which was huge for us, and Montreal will be done, then when I get back, the focus will just be like you know, we'll do uh, talking about it in August. We'll do. Uh, Talking Dead starting in October and then the Midnight Show in October and you know like everything feels very like uh, like a structure for the longest time it you know trying to build this career of a bunch of part time gigs yeah 
it's it's finally starting to feel like all right, I have some like full time stuff yeah. to and and so I'm starting to feel a little more settled than I was before running around a million miles. I feel a lot better. Is so. your house going to be done by the time the show starts up? Um, hopefully. Yeah. I I feel like it's just well, that's I don't good. Know, it's just. It's really awesome. It's a cool house, but I don't really feel like it's mine. It's just a place that I go so I keep boxes <laughs> and I go and it's in various stages of construction and yeah. you know there's always wires and wood exposed in there, you know. Uh it's cool. I mean, but uh who knows. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to help a lot too once you have that place. Again. Yeah, cuz I don't I don't live anywhere at the moment. I for yeah. the last 2 months cuz I was traveling so much, I gave up my apartment. I've been camping at Chloe's place, but I don't really feel like I live there, though. I mean, like, I'm staying there, but... What a deadbeat boyfriend. (laughs) Well, Chloe's been, you know, just getting ready for Comic-Con. She's, you know, there were, like, three or four, five costumes, and so her place is basically a costume workshop with a bed in the back. (laughs) And so, you know, I've been living out of a suitcase for months, and so I just don't really feel like I, you know, I don't feel like I necessarily live anywhere. Yeah. Um... But uh, I think that'll all that's that's yeah, starting to wind down. That, that's starting to wind down. So that'll yeah. be that'll be good too. That's and good. and I also and I owe you a huge thanks for turning us on to Zero Charisma, which is uh, a movie that you saw at South by Southwest. That is um, a, a fucking beautiful movie. Yeah. That we partner with Tribeca, and we're going to distribute it in October. It's going to be available for on VOD and. We put the trailer up, but we announced at Comic Con. We put the trailer up, and then and I saw a couple of people be like, "Oh, a fucking movie makes fun of D and D nerds," and it's like, uh, "No, it's it, it's so not about that. It's, it's about a guy, and he has a lot. He has anger issues, and he has unrealized dream issues, and he's not in the hacky typical way that people make fun of nerds. It's just the setting happens to be he is yeah. essentially a DM of this uh, of this RPG. Yeah." And uh, and that's just his world, but it's so much about that guy and his relationships, to everyone else, and it's yeah. so fucking well done. Yeah, if anything, it makes fun of like you know, like the the faux nerd culture, right? You know, which is uh, that one guy who's like a total dork. Like he's like you know, he's a guy like that, yeah, the good looking guy. Yeah, the hipster like, nerd. Yeah, but he's doing stuff. And he's actually making things, but they're like, he's like he's not. Like you know, I just love the dynamic between them two when they're playing the games together and stuff like that. The movie's. I think the movie's. So so, I think it's so well acted. No, you should watch it. You should watch it when you get a chance. Watch it on VOD in October. You, you could probably, if you knew someone, you could probably get a copy earlier yes, than that. Sure, it does. but I like to support the company. <laughs> <laughs> then what will happen is in October you'll be like, "How come no one gave me a copy of Zero Charisma?" Like you could have it if you want it. Sure. Be nice if you watch it, so we could talk about it and get people excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you focused on now? What? What's wrong? I uh, just looking at these uh, weird, like, leather whip portions of the couch. The braided, this sort of, it looks like an old gap belt. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> did you, did you have the braided gap belt? Yeah. Did everyone have the leather braided gap belt? Yeah, I don't think mine was from the gap. I think it was from, like, a big and tall version of the gap at some point. But I had one. Oh, sure. that was the gap. That yeah. Was, oh. yeah. <laughs> Yours was from the Mind the Gap. Yeah. Yeah. The braided belt really was kind of a genius. Well, it's invention. great. You don't need holes. No holes. It's beautiful. Yeah. Let's bring it back, guys. No, it's two nineties. Mm-hmm. You sure? I remember. Once Z Calvary's come back, I'll, I'm here done. was my here was my here was my daily wardrobe. 
my sophomore year of college at UCLA was. Uh, it was all it was all Gap. There was a pair of of, of knee length jean shorts, mm-hmm. um, a like a, a polo shirt that was a, some type of paisley pattern, and a braided paisley belt. Yeah, yeah. Mm. like a really wide paisley pattern and a yeah. and a braided belt that like cinched the shorts because they were probably too big. A little too big, yeah, because yeah. they were a little baggy because everything was a little bit bigger. You know why it's yeah. called paisley? No, it's from a town in Scotland called Paisley, Scotland. That's where it was invented. Oh, nice. Not from uh, Paisley Park. I think Prince invented it. I'm going to credit him with that for well, sure. Um, most plaid patterns come from different uh, Scottish yeah, sure. tribes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, well, we tried to find, when we were in Scotland, I tried to find my uh, my Scottish ancestry is uh, Clan McCrory, but we couldn't find it. And we found it, but they, no one had it. Yeah. Do Sorry guys, about that. you guys have any, Scott? No. No, no, no. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to go sometime. Pretty great to go to the motherland and really feel at one with my roots <laughs> in Scotland. Just go and, like... I like to go to New York and feel at one with the roots. <laughs> you don't have any other shows while you're here, do you? No. no. Really? You got, to, you got to come out just to do the podcast? Apparently. They were nice enough to do that, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. One show with Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about. Yeah, yeah. He, he came to the taping last night. He was fucking fantastic. Nice. Are, do our fans know that the show's happening for them? No. They don't? No. Well, who's coming to the show? Random people, because it's the midnight surprise. Oh, no! <laughs> so I'm weary of that. Yeah, we're kind of uh, worried about it. Really? We yeah. do well oh, when because, people know us. Like, yeah. Because we have that... There's a dichotomy that people understand. So it's yeah. not even going to be it's our like, audience? No. It might just be the most people going... Well, who are these three assholes, and why are they fucking... Why are they talking to Jimmy Carr? Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be a dude. I was show. wondering why the show... Because it felt like... No wonder they never announced it. It was just... Okay, this was... I was so entrenched in Comic-Con that I had no knowledge of this. That's why they never announced the show, and there were never tickets available, because it was just their surprise... Why did they make us a surprise show? We don't work well as a surprise. <laughs> Oh no! Well, I mean, Surprise, Montreal! This isn't the show you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise! I know you know Dave Chappelle's in town, but guess what? Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so we're trying, like, you know, Matt and I, like, starting last night, I've been just like dropping hints, but there's really no way because it's like you know. Now no... you can't get tickets anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's not cool for our, our fans. fans I know. Our Montreal fans. And they're like, it's like the fact that they know we're all in Montreal. They're like, what? Why don't I? Yeah. How do I? Are you doing? Oh my god! I'm yeah. so sorry. I didn't know. I yeah, had no I know. idea. Yeah. We've yeah, we figured that out. We put that together yesterday. Uh, yeah. Sorry if you live in Montreal. We'll come back soon. I promise. Dude, not even Montreal. I remember last time we did the show? Fucking Deuce drove in from Winnipeg and Nova Scotia. Uh, yeah, because we're never this far north. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back and just do a show, or at least I mean, know, we technically could come back. You know, much sooner than the normal. Six months. Actually, we, we could actually we yeah, could because if it was a surprise show and it wasn't yeah. announced, then we could absolutely yeah. do that. That's a good point. We should do we should do um, we should do a, a little block of Canadian dates and just hit you know just I'm on board leapfrog across it's Canada. It's my favorite country on the planet. It's good, is it really? I love Canada so much. What's your favorite thing? I, I just I just like I just like the people and I like that it's I I've said this before but. I think it's it's like what America would be like if we had uh, run it correctly. Like I feel like it's it's like they took all of the good ideas America had but implemented them correctly. <laughs> it's sort of like you know the healthcare system and the 
helping the homeless and so on and so forth. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's really nice and very clean and, and, and just uh, charming. And I always said, and I like Toronto quite a bit because Toronto, I always have said, is uh, Gotham City if Batman was good at his job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no crime, giant buildings, nice and clean. And yeah, but I mean, it's just like the cities. Place. I mean, I've been to Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, and those are great. But, yeah. you know, I've also been to, you know, San Francisco, Seattle, and like Minneapolis. It's like it's, you know, they're, they're great because they're cities, but... You know, you know, I don't see that, though. It's a different, I think it's a different feeling in Canada. Like, I mean, I know those are fantastic cities and stuff, but it just feels a little... Like, I mean, you think about Seattle and, and, and San Francisco, particularly, you know, you think about the homeless problem there. Yeah, it's pretty you disgusting. I mean? But there's, like, so many more people and in a, the But States. there's always a thing of, like, if I get appendicitis here, it's not going to cost me much. <laughs> They'll take yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll get in the Canadian healthcare system. To be honest, I don't know if that snap was warranted. Uh, I didn't snap. They don't. They don't. That was just that's the word. That's the word. Do you think you would ever move to Canada? Do you think you would ever move to Canada someday? I would. Uh, I would. Yeah. If I had, if like, if I had to go like Vancouver or something to work on a show, I'd do it a second. That's where you kind of cross your fingers. You hope like I'll be really cool if I got sent somewhere. It'd be very difficult for you, like if you as a guy were like, "Well, I got to handle all the, you know, I have to handle all this immigration paperwork." And yeah, oh, when yeah, it's yeah. done for you. Yeah, I was yeah. talking to a couple of Canadian guys that like went to go run on sitcoms in uh, London, and they just got to live in London for a year, and they're just and just do comedy out there, and like they're like, oh. "It's great, it's great." You just they handle everything. Yeah, yeah. But you, but you just as a person, I'm sure it's very difficult. You have to get a specific work permit, and you have yeah, to get yeah, a specific because yeah. I know whenever you do just for last, you have to go in and. You have to have a very, you know, a specific, you have to get the letter. It says, oh, I'm here. Just it. Oh, you didn't? No. What did you say? I just said to the guy, I was like, listen, I was supposed to print out some letters. I'm here for just for laughs. I printed them, but I left them out. He's like, don't worry about it. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. They didn't send you to fucking immigration? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a people person, gentlemen. Just not people I know. <laughs> okay. This guy lights up when there's a stranger in the room. <laughs> did I ever tell you this craziness? Uh, as we... Oh, good. We still have a few minutes left. Um... So, when, uh, when I was up in Northern California for when we started Course of the Force, we were in the Virgin America Terminal waiting to take off, and uh, you could see the Asiana plane just on the runway. Oh, weird. In pieces. But obviously, I mean, obviously, they had to leave it out there for a handful of days so they yeah, could investigate, investigate, and you know, they. I saw flight, yeah. And so they. And so they uh, but it's, it's a very. It's a very odd thing to be in a terminal waiting to get on a plane, and right outside you just see like a completely wrecked plane, just as plain as yeah. it's just right out there. Ugh. And uh, for some reason, it didn't freak me out at all. Like it, it almost there was something about it that was so odd that it almost didn't feel real. Like it yeah. almost like my brain wouldn't accept that it. it was just like, oh hey, look at that. But other people were just up against the window taking pictures, and you could kind of see the. A little bit of horror in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know? wow. Southwest flight. They just had their uh, landing gear not work. In New oh, York. and uh, New York. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you can, as long as you can get it, as long as you can come in at a at a good speed and yeah, get yeah. to the ground, you'll skid around. Chances but... are, you'll be okay. Yeah. Did you guys see that footage of the dash cam, Russian dash cam footage of that cargo plane? Or it's just no. like a, it's like a plane taking off. But the cargo wasn't was secure. Oh god damn! Um, so it, like, as the plane's taken off, it all slides to the back, and the plane, like, just like goes, burr, burr, and then just, and then the biggest explosion. Uh, Look at that! No. Oh my god! Oh my god. See, it's hypnotic. No, it's not. I love uh, Russian dash cam videos. They're the best. 
Oh, you mean like insane? Like like uh like police dash and well, it's not like, police dash. It's everybody has them for insurance purposes. Because there's tons of uh, like yeah, insurance fraud. In, yeah, there's in, lots in of hit runs. Yeah, and so a lot, so of, a lot of they have these like GoPro type cameras that are just plugged into their cigarette lighters that are filming everything. So yeah. if there's an accident. You know, they can see whose fault it is, and it's not going to be some crazy insurance fraud thing, which makes for the greatest YouTube videos. Yeah. Excellent gifts. Really terrific. (laughs) Oh, Oh, the gifts, Chris? Uh, It's a gifting. (laughs) I know it's pronounced GIF, but. uh, I say GIF! I I say GIF too. It's graphics interchange format. That's a hard G. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you're a hard G. Yeah. Hardest there is. (laughs) I got a snicker from Chloe. How could you snicker at that? I'm a hard G on the Miracle Mile. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm very excited. The least funny guy on the podcast got a snicker from the from his girlfriend. Uh, no one said you were the least funny. Girlfriend. What's up, girlfriend? I'm looking at Pinterest. Oh Jesus Christ! I haven't been on Pinterest in a long time, but Michelle's Pinterest costume made me remember it, and I'm like, oh. What's on everyone's favorite uh, pinup board? Pin up what? What's on everyone's favorite pin board? Pinterest. Pin board. I, I don't know. They're, if you bake strawberries, you can make them taste like gummy slices. That's pretty much all I've got so far. It's a lot of fuel. Life hacks, guys. What is? Life hack. Life life hacks. Hey guys, um, when you first wake up in the morning, think of three people that you'd really like to hug. <laughs> that actually would probably be nice. Noodle stories. Oh no! <laughs> I totally forgot. I totally forgot. I walk by that so all, season one. all the time. I so season that. one. <laughs> That's That's, yeah. Uh, the noobs don't even know noodle stories. But, uh, Stupid inside joke. Uh, Buckingham. It is a fan favorite noodle stories. I don't know if that's true anymore. It was, I said. Um, Past tense makes it true. We're gonna take school nerdist, we're gonna, noodle stories. We're gonna take several days off and just drive around Canada. Oh, nice. I'm going to take a few days off and then turn 30. Oh, that's right. Ugh. How are you feeling about that? Not great. Come Why? on, great. I loved turning 30. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I remember you not loving it. What are you talking about? No, no, no. I was fine. The anxiety leading up to it. Oh, that's what I'm in right now. Yeah, I know. But, like, it really is It's better. What, being 30? Yeah. yeah. Being in your 30s is better. I don't know. Why? Only if you're a dude, though. What? Only if you're a guy. Yeah, that's true. It's not as fun for us. Yeah, well. Well, you'll know in about 12 years. <laughs> hey, come on! What the? It's a joke about her. Not I you. know, I know. Um, you shouldn't worry about turning 30. It's fine. Yeah. I didn't. Turning 30 didn't bother me at all. That one didn't bother me. You were drunk. I was drunk. Yeah. No, you're right. I was. I, I was. About it. I was drunk, but but I also you weren't that drunk. I saw the beers; they weren't really. You know, one was drinking them. We were just really funny. <laughs> and it was really excitable. Uh, um, sorry, I brought a lot of jokes to my thirtieth birthday. Um, no, it was th- thirty-one is when I quit drinking, and I think the thirties were good because that's where you really start to not feel like a complete idiot. I just felt like my 20s, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. I felt like a, I just yeah. felt lost. What's that Dana Gould line? Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. time I meet somebody I knew before I turned 30, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have to. You shouldn't worry. Yeah. It's fine. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, everything's right. You're working. 
You're doing more comedy. If you're you working out, you're getting healthy. You got a true. girl. You got guitars. That's right. <laughs> There's so many things that are good. There's so many you things that are good. You pretty much nailed the things you wanted in life. Yeah. That's right. What if you were 30 and you were still working in a job that you hated, but you're not. You're 30. You're thanks to Chris Hardwick. No. Yes. <laughs> no. No. Yes, AV Club. I understand. But here's the thing. Here's I know the that thing. Jesse Thorne is better because he didn't meet somebody in a Dell store. Here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing. Whatever opportunity I helped with, you never would have been able to do anything with that if you weren't talented and funny. Do you understand? You can give opportunities. You can't take away opportunities. Everyone gets a break from something or someone, but it's whether or not you you're able to hold on to that is really the testament to you know where your abilities lie. So that that's just dumb. Like. It, 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 that is no. That is no weight. Whatever they're saying is not true. If you were, um, if you I feel were, like it does have weight. That's about three hundred and five pounds. If there you were, go. If, if you were, if you were untalented and didn't deserve, like you wouldn't continue to work on stuff that has nothing to do with us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you work outside all the time. Yeah. So it's. I wouldn't let that. That doesn't mean anything. I certainly don't think. That's the case. I know the difference between... Well, why do you threaten to fire me all the time? It's funny. It's true. It did hurt our feelings, but it is true. It is funny. <laughs> I know the difference between... You can tell the difference between someone who's just like... You know, uh, you you see like entourage type guys where you know like they don't really perform a function. Dude, Turtle did so much. Drama <laughs> had his own shit going on, mm-hmm. and E talk about one of the best managers in the biz. Yep, yo. <laughs> but uh, but the fact that you know we've very openly credited the uh, the success of the Nerdist TV show was largely driven by your efforts to produce it well. No, 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 don't compliment him. It doesn't turn out well for you. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, anyway, just know that no one who matters thinks that. No one who matters thinks that. Right. And well beyond this podcast, well beyond the TV show, years from now, when you're still working and running your own stuff, and, you know, like, it'll... That will be the proof. So please don't think that because, you know, you guys are every bit as important to this podcast as as the podcast itself. So, I, Jonah, wake up. Jonah! Uh, fuck you, Matt. Chris, you're the best. <laughs> Jonah. Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> I imagine that's every time you're woken from a nap. <laughs> that's what you say. <laughs> I love you jerks. <laughs> uh, well, that seems like a good place to wrap it up. Let's figure out if we can establish our dynamic in front of those people tonight. Yeah, that's actually going to be kind of a neat like exercise. We'll see what happens when we get out there, but it's going to be kind of neat to be like, well, this is who we are. Never, we've never done a show. like We've, it, we've never, like, this will be the closest we've come to, like, middling in Poughkeepsie. Like, no one knows who you are, who yeah. you are. Well, it, 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 we're just not going to be able to fall back on noodle stories, guys, am I right? Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah know, exactly. It, it's, or just going, Doctor Who, and then the crowd going, Wah! <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be, 
It'll be kind of fun, you know. But honestly, Jimmy's car is so fucking funny that honestly, I I, I don't really think it's going to be a, a huge problem. And yeah, we'll, that's and, great. We just let him go. And we'll probably not. Um, we're probably not gonna front load the show with too much stuff. We'll probably just get right into it and we'll just get. How much time do we have to do? I don't know. It's probably an hour. Yeah, I would imagine. I'm probably not gonna do like any kind of. Because a midnight or... show, I don't think it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, unless you guys want to do stand up before. Uh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys are smelly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I don't know. Well, we'll talk about this later tonight. <laughs> no, let's yeah, figure out all the data. Let's figure it right now. Okay, so if you go up and do all these, you do ten. Matt, you do uh, you do ten. Uh, I'll do like fifteen. Uh, Break. Anyway, all right, here we go. Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.